Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and this is the Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for providing us with everything that we need, Lord, and just giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, and making one that you're more than enough, Lord, and that we don't need anything else, Lord, but you, Lord, because we know that you provide everything else, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us throughout our day, Lord, so that whatever we set our hands to, Lord, that is complete and excellent, Lord, and fully, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. mighty name, amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us, and thank you for joining us here on this Morning Bible Study Podcast. We're excited to be able to get into the Word with you. Now, this morning we are in Acts, in chapter 23, but we are pressing on. And this morning we're going to cover verses 11 through 24. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now there were more than 40 who had formed this conspiracy. They came to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great oath that we will eat nothing until we have killed Paul. Now you, therefore, together with the council, suggest to the commander that he be brought down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to make further inquiries concerning him, but we are ready to kill him before he comes near. So when Paul's sister's son heard of their ambush, he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions to him and said, Take this young man to the commander, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the commander and said, Paul the prisoner called me to him and asked me to bring this young man to you. He has something to say to you. Then the commander took him by the hand, went aside and asked privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask that you bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire more fully about him. But do not yield to them, for more than forty of them lie in wait for him, men who have bound themselves by an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, waiting for the promise from you. So the commander let the young man depart and commanded him, Tell no one, sorry, you have revealed these things to me. And he called for two centurions, saying, Prepare two hundred soldiers, seventy horsemen, and two hundred spearmen to go to Caesarea and the third hour, at the third hour of the night, and provide mounts to set Paul on and bring him safely to Felix the governor. All right. There's a lot in there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to open the floor at this time. This is our custom and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. I just had to read Exodus 21. Uh, okay. I'm going to read a few verses here. Um, this is uh, the, the subtitle for it, if you will, is the law concerning violence. So this is the law of Moses. Um, 
he who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. However, if he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place where he may flee. But if a man acts with premeditation against his neighbor to kill him by treachery, you shall take him from my altar that he might, that he may die. So, you know, back to that theme that we've been talking about, ignoring the law to violate the law so that you can defend the law just does not hold water. So the, the chief priest, they would have been the main ones to know that you should not lie in wait to kill, Right. Yes. And that murder is a sin and and all of those things and um, how it violates the law of Moses. But yet they were willingly violating it and and condoning of those who violated it in order to see their personal will come about concerning Paul. Their wicked purposes. Exactly. Their their wicked purposes. So it just it really just speaks to the heart. I'll give you three more examples. All right. Let's do it. So you have Elijah. Right? In First Kings nineteen two, right? Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me more also if I make not your life as one of them by tomorrow about this same time. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's Elisha. Right? In Second Kings six thirty one said, God do to me do so and more to me if the head of Elisha, the son of Shephat, shall stand on him this day. And you ready for the last example? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, and this gets down on the core of it. How about Jesus, our pattern and example? Standing before Pontius Pilate. This is in Matthew 27. We'll start in verse 24. It says, When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was, a, was rising, He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. Mm -hmm. You see to it. And their response in verse 25, And all the people answered and said, His, that's referring to Jesus, Mm -hmm. His blood be on us and on our children. Mm -hmm. Understand that for a moment. The weight of that. The yeah. weight of that. The the they were so hateful, hateful, yeah. and so intent on their own self will and hatred of Jesus, mm-hmm. the Christ, that they willingly chose to enter in to bondage, and not only bondage for themselves, but for their for children. their children as and the generations like so. So now every generation has this this essentially curse upon them where the blood of Christ was meant to what wait let's go all the way back to Passover it was meant to protect them right to redeem the blood them. of lambs mm-hmm. put it over the doorposts and he is the lamb not a he lamb is he the is sacrificial the lamb spotless lamb slain for our sins before the foundation of the world um but you know there is a there was a um, a law that talked about innocent bloodshed, and that that's that was just the one thing. Mm-hmm. But then they compounded it by shedding the blood of the Messiah, 
and and how they um, talked about it. But there, the law of bloodshed of, of shedding innocent blood was already on the books, if you will. Exactly. Um, Deuteronomy 19, it says, but if anyone hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises against him and strikes him mortally so that he dies. And then he flees to one of these cities. He's talking about a city of refuge. Then the elders of his city shall send and bring him from there and deliver him over to the hand of the avenger of blood so that he may die. Your eyes shall not pity him, but you shall put away the guilt of innocent blood from Israel that it may go well with you. Uh, we talked about in one of the uh, uh, previous um, podcasts that were around the same chapter about how how severely shedding innocent blood is to the Lord, how severely it's held. The account, the blood of Abel cried out to God from the ground. And that's what the Lord said to him. So it, when innocent blood is shed, it brings a curse on the land. It releases the penalty of sin into the earth. God is not cursing them, but this is the spiritual law that's Amen. in place. And they were so intent on enacting hatred and violence and and working and cooperating with that wicked spirit that's beh- that was behind all of this because we know it wasn't the people generating it it was a spirit behind it but they willingly participated and were so intent on doing so that they would not stop at the um, behest of the holy spirit all of the chances and the warnings that he gave them and so they again that mindset that so says okay i can violate your word god i'm defending you but I'm going to break your word in 10, 15, 20 different ways. Then this one person may have broken it in one way so that I am justified in defending you, God, to make sure your feelings aren't hurt, Jesus, but I'll take care of them and get them off the planet for you. That just doesn't make sense. It, it is not the heart of God. And, you know, if, if we find ourselves feeling that way, you find that word, I hate you, I hate you, starting to come up in your heart when you watch certain things. Um, or, you know, especially like when it comes to political things, because that, that can easily draw that kind of mindset out of people. Um, then depart from those those um, voices that are causing you to engage in hatred because mm-hmm. it will eventually lead to you seriously violating the word of God. And our job is not to make sure other people don't violate the word. Our job is to make sure that we don't violate the Lord and Mm -hmm. how we carry ourselves. So, you know, just being aware of that. And in the moment, they may not have started out to become murderers in their life. They probably didn't, you know, their mom didn't sing over them in in the crib or in in her womb saying, oh, one day you're going to be a murderer. I'm I'm sure that's not what happened. You know, their parents didn't raise them and train them up to be this way. And they may not have started that way, but something happened that they found themselves on this course. And every opportunity that the Lord provided a way of escape so that they wouldn't partake of the sin, they kept barreling past those roadblocks. They kept barreling past the opportunity that the Holy Spirit was giving them to escape from what they were doing to persist. So, you know, for me, that's just really sobering. Like, okay, that that's, that's not my intention. I never want to violate my Lord. But, you know, when you find yourself lining up with a certain side of, of, of the actions that are happening in the scriptures, don't ignore it. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Swiftly. And, and amen. And if you find that, oh, I look more like Paul in this than I do the Pharisees. That's great, but don't rest on your laurels. Continue uh, to pursue God. And and become more and more like Jesus. Amen. He's the pattern example, not amen, Paul. Amen, amen. Love Paul. Mm-hmm. Love Moses. I appreciate love, him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all that they did or the Lord did through them mm-hmm. for his, for the Lord's glory. Mm-hmm. But let, let's be more like our Lord and Savior. Amen. Layla? 
I would just like to look at the the commanders and the Romans for a second and how they're, I'd say, progressing to being on the side of righteousness and of the Lord. We see originally they arrested Paul and they were going to examine him under scourging. Mm -hmm. They withdrew after Paul told them that he was a Roman. Mm -hmm. They came and rescued him when the Sanhedrin was going to tear him into pieces, literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now they're delivering him. The Lord through the Romans are delivering him again so that he's not murdered by these more than 40 men who are lying in wait for him. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, just it interests me though looking at this sometimes i thought originally when i was much younger i thought that the lord had to use a righteous person to save a righteous person like he would only Mm -hmm. use the good guys to save somebody but sometimes he uses the people that on the outside you're like well they're a bad apple that's how we classify them they're a villain they're a crook Mm -hmm. um mommy you shared a testimony in another podcast about this woman who was um intoxicated but she ended up saving uh kyla from you know, being in the street because of where mm-hmm. you had placed her and how you were getting into the car. And it just struck me interesting. And I thought, hmm, Lord, maybe you you really do use whatever means that you, that you want to to have this outcome. And I believe in him doing that, the Lord showed me that was giving the person an opportunity as well to be rescued from whatever sin they were engaging mm-hmm. in and have a chance at eternal life with him and in paradise so i appreciate seeing the lord work and appreciate how wise he is because us as humans would exclude people well god can include them and actually save them and change them from being that villain or that crook we thought they were mm-hmm. amen and um if god can use a donkey right <laughs> amen that there's there's how you see it. Um, God, okay, so and he can use people and vessels, but he doesn't stir up sin. He doesn't force anybody mm-hmm. to sin. He doesn't go, you go and uh, break my break my word, but I'll make it okay. He doesn't, that's not what he's doing. Even when he spoke to Hosea, that wasn't, he said, take a wife, right? And I want you to pick this wife. Yes. So just realize that God always upholds his own word and the vessels that he chooses, he knows what he's doing for and in those people and that he wants to give anyone an opportunity to come, everyone an opportunity to come to him. And our, our business is to keep our eyes on the Lord and he chooses the vessels he wants to use. And um, we have to choose him, right? So understand that. And, and honey, this is what you're, you're talking about earlier, right? ties in with that where did the pharisees and sadducees sit in with this so you have let's understand this right you have one group of these 40 men who take this vow where they're not going to eat or drink or anything until paul's dead Mm -hmm. and then they go to well what would we call them the sanhedrin the elders the priests okay so they would be the church leaders right Mm-hmm. leaders yeah. of the faith mm-hmm. who were literally just having a council to figure out what was going on with Paul mm-hmm. and what spiritual and religious law he had broken. Mm-hmm. But now they too have a choice to make to go along with the wickedness of these 40 men or to correct them and say, no, that what are you doing? 
You're completely in opposition to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Don't bring this curse onto Israel. Exactly. Don't unleash the shedding of innocent blood within our land and our our boundaries. We got enough trouble going on. We right? don't need that working against us too. Never mind. There's well, like we're talking about it right now. There's still the Romans. Mm-hmm. The Romans are still occupying. Mm-hmm. So, but this became more important, and they didn't. They chose instead to go along with these forty men. So wait, let's understand that in full. The church, or church leadership, right? The religious leaders of the day were condoning wickedness by not condemning it, by not stating or correcting and teaching these 40 people, but also the nation. This is wrong. This is against the Lord. This is against his character and his nature mm-hmm. and his attributes. And this is how the Lord is. And these are the commandments that he's given us to, to follow, which only further demonstrate his character, his nature, and his attributes. Mm-hmm. That's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. But they instead chose to be willing, witting participants mm-hmm. with the sin and the wickedness. And they could have said, let God judge him. We'll do right by God, and we'll let him judge this Paul if he's doing anything wrong or not. Which is exactly what the Pharisees said initially, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Initially, they said, well, if if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Mm-hmm. But now here they are, taking matters into their own hands. So we have to make a choice for the Lord, and that choice has to should be final, because then it's not... A moment-to-moment choice it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's easier to make those quote-unquote moment-to-moment choices because we're saying this is either bringing me closer to god and those around me have the a greater opportunity to also grow develop mature in the lord in relationship with him and in the things of the lord or it's separating me from the lord just it's very if you will cut mm-hmm. and dried mm-hmm Promise? Well, the Lord starts talking to me about as um, when the people had said that they wanted to kill Paul, the Lord's talking to me about how most people, they just think about Christians as those people being the only people who are God's anointed. And the Lord, to think that the Lord brought me to when Paul, not Paul, David was sparing Saul and he said he was going to stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed. And so the Lord showed me that the reason why it's not only the saved people who are the Lord's anointed is because that were made inside of his image. And also inside of John 10, 10, it says that the, only the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that Jesus once said that only certain people were God's anointed if he wanted to destroy others. And also inside, also inside of James, where it talks about partiality, it says that um, you shouldn't show partiality because you um, violate the law. And also inside of Hebrews, it says that Jesus does not change. And since we know he got, keeps his own law, we know he won't change. Amen. Amen. So the Lord said it this way in the Gospels, that he had sheep that were not of the house of Israel, but he wanted to bring them all in. So it meant there were people that would choose him that were not born Jews. 
So comparing that to what you said about Christians, so the, the Jewish people were not Christians, but it is a type and shadow of what the church would be to the Lord. But really, it just means people who were who have chosen to believe God and walk with him, right? So there are people in this earth who may not be saved just yet, but the Lord knows the time and the season that they will come to him. It's not for us to judge and go, they are qualified. They're not qualified. Yeah, we think they should be able to come in. We think they should not. It's not our business. Our business is to do what the Lord asked us to do and let him do what he's supposed to do as the head of the church. So us looking with our natural eyes to determine whether someone is saved or not isn't sufficient to look at their church attendance record or their tithing um, records or anything else that we deem the way they dress their hairstyles. Um, are they using the trendy buzzwords, any of those things to try to qualify someone as being worthy of God? We are not qualified ourselves to make such a judgment that only comes from the Lord. So we should stand back and just, you know, again, do what God asked us to do and be faithful to the word of God, be faithful to the moving and leading and guiding of Holy spirit, as well as, give him a chance to speak on that person because he's able to make them stand. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge, Lord. And we just thank you that you have given us all that, Lord, in the form of your Holy Spirit, Lord, who makes known your will to us, Lord, so we can go out and walk in it, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, who is an example for us to walk in, Lord, and that we don't have to try to figure out what we think you want us to do, Lord, but that we already know what you expect of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.